God's word is a fire in my bones, and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Good evening. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. I'm going to take a look at the word love tonight. It's definition, and Katie's in the studio with me. Thanks for being here, Katie. Always a good time to be here. Always. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Yep, don't be a push over again. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. This is the last of our little series here on Advent Reflections. We're going to take a look at the word love. Been looking at hope, peace, joy, and love tonight. Again, don't forget John 3 16. God does love the world. He loves us so much. And we're going to dig into that even more. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. John 3.16, a verse you may know, but in case oh, you don't. probably. <laughs> in case you don't. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if any emotion can be considered the cornerstone of the Christian faith, it would definitely be love. Because love is why God created us. Love is why God had a plan to redeem and reconcile us back into a relationship with him. Love is why we will be able to spend eternity with God. So as we're looking at these Advent reflections and as we approach Christmas Day, love, especially the love of God, should be on our hearts and minds. So this time of year, during the Advent season, we often think of the people we love, our family and our friends. We buy them gifts to show our love for them, and we make plans to celebrate with them because we enjoy spending time with them. Perhaps we have loved ones that we only get to see at Christmas time. But love is a key concept for this time of year, looking at Christmas. But while we do love our friends and family, the two scripture verses I quoted to start off show us the truest and purest form of love that there is, the sacrificial love that God has for us as his children. So in the Greek language, there are multiple words for love, which is very different from our English, where we really pretty much just have love, and then we kind of use other words to describe it. So I've heard that there's six different words in Greek for love. I've even heard up to eight of them, kind of depending who you ask. But the only two of these words for love used in the New Testament are philia and agape. So philia is the type of love between friends, but it's more like that of a a deep friendship, a brotherly love, not just like the Facebook friends kind of love. So there's that love of brotherly love of friendship. And then agape love is a love so deep that it compels a person to sacrifice themselves for those whom they love. So interestingly, scholars believe that before the New Testament was written, agape love was considered really no different than philia love. So the the self-sacrificing, unconditional love was really the same as brotherly love. And the deep meaning of this word agape doesn't come from the Greek language itself, 
but from the understanding of God's love that we get from the Bible. This love, this agape love, always starts with God, not with us. God is love, and he is the source of all love. In in 1 John 4, verses 7 through 10, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we see in there that God loves us. And because of that love, he sent Jesus into this world to save us when we truly did not deserve it. This love is shown to us It's the love between God the Father and Jesus the Son and in the love that God shows to us through that sacrificial death of Jesus. So because of God's great love for us, our response is to love God and to love others. In John 13, 34, Jesus commands his disciples and us. He says, the new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another. And then right after that passage we just read from 1 John 4, the next verse says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So when we realize how fully and unconditionally God has loved us, our natural response should be to return that love to God and to show that same love to one another, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ, those who also love God. But we are also called to show this love to those we consider maybe to be our enemies, those who do not have the same faith as us. In Matthew 5.44, Jesus tells us, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So all of these references that we've been talking about are that agape kind of love. That's the the self-sacrificing, unconditional love that originates with God. This active love is defined by who God is and how much he loves us, and it should be reflected in our love for God and our love for our fellow people around us. When Jesus was born as a baby in Bethlehem, as we celebrate at Christmas, love came to earth in human form. If there's ever someone who personified love, that is definitely Jesus. His whole life was lived out of love for all humankind. The fact that he even needed to come to earth was because humanity messed up and separated ourselves from God. And Jesus needed to come to earth to live out love so that we may experience God's eternal and perfect love with him forever when we reach the point of eternal life. So what are you doing as Christmas rapidly approaches to show this agape love to one another? What are you doing to not only show this love to those people you like and maybe are close to, but what about to people that you may not know or maybe people that you know and you really don't like? Remember that Jesus didn't pick and choose. He came to earth to live a life of love for all humankind. 
So in order to live out this love, I encourage you to review the other aspects of Advent that we, we've been discussing here. We talked about hope. We talked about peace. We talked about joy. The basis for all of these is love. We have a certain hope because of the love that God has for us. We have eternal peace in Christ, not peace like the world gives, but the peace of God. And we have that peace because of the love that God has for us. We can have joy because of the love that God shows us. Even if we don't feel maybe happiest in our circumstances, we can still have that joy because of the love that God has for us. God is love, and everything that he does is all about love. So we should imitate God in making our lives truly about loving others, whether it's the Advent or Christmas season or really all year long. Oh, absolutely. And again, friends, taking a look at hope, peace, joy, love. Tonight, again, reflecting, taking a look at just reflections on Advent here, and we're going to dig more into love when we come back. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. My name is Jason Zurich, your host for the program. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurek. As I get started with this Fast Cast, I'd just like to direct you to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, where it says, And now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Friends, that is what our Christian life is all about because of God's love for us and our love for Him. We have a certain hope for our future because of our faith. You know, what examples of faith, hope, and love do you have in your life? Look to those around you and see who's living out the ideas of this passage. Friends, we need to imitate those actions that we see in their lives. And with that said, I want to direct you to Hebrews 6, 9-12 to take more in on this. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurek. Where is your faith? Have you been enlightened by the Word of God? Have you tasted God's goodness in your life? Have you experienced repentance? If so, don't fall away from that. Keep moving forward and growing and maturing in your faith. I encourage you to continue to dig into God's Word and help your field to produce good crops. Don't give up practicing the faith or fall away from this true faith. Now, friends, if you have not experienced this enlightenment of faith, well, contact a Christian friend, a pastor, or us here at Worldview Warriors to help you get on the right path to tasting the goodness of God in your life. To dig more into this, check out Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. So appreciate you being with us here for the program. Again, find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. And friends, we're going to dig into just, you know, what is love? And the reason. We're going to do that is because we're talking about love, but I want to talk about a resource we have available at worldviewwarriors.org called What the Bible Says About, and it's written by our guest tonight, Katie Erickson, What the Bible Says About, and Katie, 
It's available in paperback and Kindle again at worldviewers.org. But what we're going to share tonight can be found in this book, right? Yes, and some of what we've been sharing in our previous segments has been in there as well. So uh, I just want to point you to this, what the Bible says about, Katie, why did you write this book? Well, because it's great to know what the Bible says about lots of different things. <laughs> that is right. exactly what the book is about. Right. Because like all- what? What things are in here? Oh, gosh. Well, this is the one that has some of the the really fun things. So like the ones we're talking about tonight, like what does the Bible say about peace or joy, love? Um, but it also has, you know, what does the Bible say about miracles? What does the Bible say about dinosaurs? What does the Bible say about work? What does the Bible say about money? All sorts of topics. I believe there's more than 50 different topics in this book. And it basically just goes through you know, what the Bible says about all of these, giving you a lot of scripture references and all of that. So some of them are written in there. Some of them you get to go look up for yourself. Absolutely. What the Bible says about all sorts of different topics. Absolutely. Again, it's available at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. You can go find it there. And again, our author, guest tonight, Katie Erickson, is also a blogger for the ministry at Worldview Warriors. You can find that Click the blog tab. She releases something every single Monday. And, Kenny, let's get into it more about love because, again, we've been talking about hope, peace, what's in the joy, sorry, <laughs> joy and love. And so what what does the Bible say about love? Yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting question to answer because, really, you know, the Bible is God's word given to us, revealing who God is. So God is love, and the Bible is revealing God. So technically, the entire Bible is about God's love. But think about it. Every story we read in the Bible has to do with God's love. God loved humankind so much that, well, first of all, he created us, and then he created the world that we live in. God loved humankind so much that he at least saved Noah and his family from the flood so that they could repopulate the earth. God loved us so much that he made a covenant with Abraham and made his family into a great nation. God loved that great nation, the people of Israel, so much that he kept sending them judges and prophets to turn them back toward following him when they'd stray away into disobedience. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus to die and be raised again for us so that we could have eternal life. And God loved us so much that he gave us his word so that we could be equipped to do his work on this earth. So really, the entire Bible shows us God's love. So what does the Bible say about love? Pick any passage and read it, and it's probably in there in some way. So with that, because that, you know, I'm not picking on you here. Some people say, well, that's really easy to do. Why do you say that? Meaning of really the Bible is about love because is it fair to say that the Bible is basically the story, not the story, I think the account, I like that word better, the account of this almighty God reaching down to creation and saying, hello, I'm here for you. So it's really a love story of this God trying to reach out to us. Is that a good way to put it? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, even the fact that he created us shows his love. You know, I mean, everything in the Bible, it is the story of God's love. And, you know, we know that God is love and God is revealed through the Bible. So the whole Bible is all about love. So really, it comes down to a worldview, friends. Again, going back to that, we started here and the ministry is about this. So love, okay? 
God is love. Him just creating us is an act of love. So when you hear people say, well, I don't believe God exists or I don't. Okay. What you're in essence doing then is getting rid of love because now you're saying, well, I don't believe God even exists. Okay. So what's the point? What's the purpose of life? If you get rid of God, you need the God of the Bible. Love really doesn't even exist. What's the point? Right. If we it's get to- just some, it's just some chemical mind baloney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we get the love part wrong, what is the point? What is the point? <laughs> exactly. And so again, so with that, let's build on that a bit. If we get to a point of saying, I don't believe that God exists. I'm uh, just being honest. You're going to struggle with what love even is. Because God is the one that defines it. I'm talking about Almighty God, the God of the Bible. If you want to get rid of that and say, I want to have a fundamental transformation and do something different, well, that's fine. But now your your beliefs are on a completely different foundational belief system, which is now not connected to the God of the Bible. Some of you uh, that aren't Christians that listen to this program I know your heads are about to explode. I understand that. But that's really where it's at for you. That, that's where you have to make a decision. Some of you have made a decision, but then know if you're choosing not to believe in the God of the Bible, you, in essence, are saying, I don't believe in love. That's, in essence, what you're making a claim to be. Because if there is no authority, ultimate authority, that defines that, then anything goes. Not just anything goes, but any definition you have doesn't matter anymore. Huh, kind of sounds like something going on in society. Imagine that. Friends, we have got to get back to the Word of God. The way forward is back. I wonder if we've heard that anywhere before. (laughs) And it's not just about so many people that that's only about political USA country stuff. No, the way forward is back. The way forward, friends, is to get back to the biblical principles that God has established from the very beginning. Going all the way back to Genesis, creation. If we decide in your own mind, if you decide God doesn't exist, know that what we're talking about tonight really doesn't even make sense. And we get that. We do. And you may say, well, that's fine with me. Okay, that's your choice. You get to live in liberty. But I would really encourage you to let you know, you're going to have some serious struggles along the way. Not just troubles. In this world, you will have troubles. But now you're going to be anxious and worried and not have this hope, peace, joy, love. Because your foundation is built on something completely different now. Katie, am I just rambling or does that make sense to you? No, it does make sense, definitely. But I think a key thing to point out is that in English, we just have the one word for love. Oh, let's dig into that. Whereas in in Greek word, I've heard up to eight, in Greek, I've heard up to eight different types of love. Where in English, we just have love, right? Right. Yeah. So there's like the the romantic love. There's the deep friendship love. There's the God's unconditional love for everyone. There's a family love, a playful love, a long-standing love, a love of self, and an obsessive love. There's all Greek words for those, too, but that's, you know, a lot of big words. Right. So 
there's differences in all of these. You know, the love that God has for us, that self-sacrificing love, is a different love than we have for a friend or different than, you know, you'd have for your romantic partner. You know, those are those are all different types of love, whereas in English, we just have the one word for that. So when we say, you know, God is love or we're talking about love, you know, you don't necessarily know which love we're talking about because the agape love of God is very different than anything that we humans can express as an emotion because we are imperfect people and God is perfect. So and that's the thing that we need to remember is, okay, what type of love are we talking about, especially when we're engaging the culture and, you know, looking at what this world says about love and what worldly people who don't have the spiritual mindset, what they say about love, you know, because that love is not necessarily and not usually the same thing as God's unconditional love for everyone. So that's really important to remember. That's It's a hard thing with our English language because we just have the one word and we use it for everything. But there's so many different meanings for love that we need to you know clarify what we're talking about. Right. It's different like between I love my wife or I love my dog. Yes. Or, or I love eating tacos. Exactly. Yes. All of that is very different than, you know, the love that it's God has not, for us. Right. Right. They, they mean different things. Yes. But we just use the one word for everything because that's the word we have. Which can make it difficult. Yes. Which yes. means why it's so important to learn and grow and become mature and complete in the Lord. And take some time and be discipled by someone who knows what they're talking about. Right? Yes. And who is a, well follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and can help us understand some of these things of the differences between the worldly mindset that people have and the mindset that we need to have as Christians focused on that godly love and that love that God has for us, which is different than the love that we humans have for one another. Mm. So really, friends, it does come down to a mindset. What mindset do you have? Do you have a biblical worldview? Do you have a secular humanistic worldview? Do you have a worldly view on things? Now you can choose either one. That's up to you. That That's one reason why I love our God so much. Why I respect him so much because he could have been a tyrant and forced us all to quote unquote love him. Meaning forcing us to do what he wants. But he didn't do that. He gives us free will to do Pretty much whatever we want to do. That doesn't mean there's not consequences or benefits to your actions, right? Right. And because of that free will, when we do love God and we do show him our love in different ways, it's so much more meaningful because we're not forced to love God. You know, we do things that show God our love for him. And, you know, that's that's what makes it so much more meaningful that we're not just forced to do it, but we choose to love God because we recognize how much he has loved us mm-hmm. and what he has done for us out of his love. And loving God, friends, is knowing his word and keeping his commandments. If you don't believe me, go check out First John 5, 1 through 5. Loving God is ready for this, obeying him. That doesn't mean that you're always going to do it because you're sinful. I'm sinful. Here's why God is so awesome. Because when we do sin, 
He's made the way out of it. Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 what we've been talking about. Yes. Jesus came in the form of a baby, human baby. I mean, it's like, wow. Yes. There's hope. Exactly. And the peace and joy all because of love. What a concept. Yes. It's what this whole Advent season is about, is remembering all of those things, all of which we have only through Jesus, only because Jesus was willing to come down to this earth, you know, leaving the glory of heaven to come down to the sinful earth to live with us, that we can have that certain hope, that peace that's not of this world, and the joy that is not dependent on our circumstances. So we hope that this program has helped you to understand why Jesus coming, Jesus Christ coming was so important and is so important. Friends, the good news of Jesus Christ, he was born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a sinless life. You didn't do that. I haven't done it. He died on the cross for your sins and mine. And he defeated death by raising from the dead I mean, friends, he defeated death. We have no longer to be fearful of it. Are you going to die in this world? Yes. But you will rise again in Christ if you are his follower. He's your savior. Katie, you got anything you want to say to wrap us up? We got about 30 seconds. I would love to close with Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Amen to that, friends. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for being here with us. We need to go love, have hope, peace, joy, and love and love others, and love God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's donotkeepsilent.com. Don't be a pushover, and we'll see you next time. By the way, Merry Christmas. Online at do not keep silent.com. Do not keep silent.